The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. You hear the music, you know the show. You listen to Ray Ellis Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. And, you know, every now and then I just like to take the time out, you know, to talk about what, what matters to me. And, and, and certainly what matters to me is uh, when, when you see excellence, when, when you see someone at the highest level doing anything and everything they can to improve their abilities and and to push themselves to the next level that that is true greatness when you're already being talked about as perhaps maybe one of the best to ever play that particular sport or or any particular sport as as one of the being acknowledged perhaps maybe as one of the greatest athletes to ever play the game and then you try to push yourself even further and then to, to have the humility to reach out to somebody on your team and to have them instruct you and, and work with you and perhaps maybe provide some information to you as to how you can become even better in a part of your game that you feel can be improved. And, of course, we're talking about LeBron James. I, I, I'm sorry. There are many people out there that, that hate and really do not appreciate the fact that you're seeing greatness, perhaps maybe one of the, certainly one of the greatest, but could possibly be the greatest basketball player of all times because I don't think in my 54 years I've been on the earth that I've seen a basketball player that has as many talents that you see LeBron put on display each night, game in, game out, that he does Everything very good. In fact, to the level of greatness, every game. I mean, you got to think about it. When we talk about some of the greatest players, when you go to a to position of center, and a, a lot of people will talk about, of course, Wilt Chamberlain was the greatest player to ever play the game. Some people say Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, you know, people like that. Well, their game was limited. They couldn't run a fast break. They couldn't handle the ball. When they got the rebound, when they won the fast break, they were supposed to pass the ball to the guards. The guards were to take the ball down then and distribute it or pull it up and, and shoot a jump shot. But 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 obviously it's very apparent to me, and it should be apparent to those ideas who are a sport of the game, that those centers of that generation, they, they couldn't handle the ball. They didn't handle the ball. And so, you know, I, I don't I think I think it would be hard if I were to talk about, you know, a basketball player being the greatest basketball player of all times, if that basketball player couldn't do everything. Every 
thing that you do on a basketball court. Play offense, play defense, shoot jump shots, jump, rebound, you know, de- all every aspect of his game. If you're going to be the best ever. And and that's what's so unique about LeBron James is he it has this gift of a body from heaven of which he is now has the ability which he can do anything and all things on the basketball court. And guess what? It just so happens that he happens to be playing with the greatest three-point shooter of all time, statistically, is Ray Allen. And, and, and Ray Allen also happens to be one of the greatest, statistically, foul shooters of all time. And LeBron is struggling, when you talk about greatness, struggling with his free throw percentage. So what LeBron wants to do is he wants to improve that. So what does he do? He humbles himself and he talks to Ray Allen. And what does Ray do? Ray makes suggestions that LeBron implements into his game right away and goes 100%. So, I, you know, I just want, when you see greatness, you know, come on, appreciate it. Don't hate it. Just appreciate it. Acknowledge the fact that it may not be the team that you root for. It might be something about his game that you don't, I don't know what it could be about his game that you don't like. But it might be something about his game that you don't like. But but I, I just would like for the majority of people out there to at least give credit where credit is due and, and appreciate greatness when you see it. Because you don't always get to see the greatest of all time or those that, in, that are in the conversation. Because maybe your generation, you may skip it. And you, for some reason or another, the sport cheated you. You, you don't see it. You know, some of those great babe, you know, baseball, Babe Ruth. I didn't see Babe Ruth. But but certainly, you know what I'm saying? They say he was one of the greatest ever played the game. So I, I, I'm being joined by like some good friends. I got, I got one in the studio with me today and I, and I got one uh, who's on the line there. But before I bring uh, my good friend, uh, Coach Carson, to the show, who's on uh, the phones with us, I got my good friend Kwame Lasseter uh, in the studio with me. And I, I just want to say this. I appreciate the fact that because many of you don't know the history of Kwame and I, but we go way back since I, I've been here in Arizona. Of course, I got a chance to watch him play um, as as a fan. Uh, but when I came here to the city of Arizona, he, Kwame had, had, had retired and, and he was doing things in the media. And I immediately, as I was uh, been brought on board by Voice America uh, to be the Sports Channel director and looking for uh, media personalities that could help us bring uh, some some good content of which uh, people would truly appreciate uh, one who excelled at the highest level in this game here and 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 not only Phoenix but also in uh, in San Diego um, and also I think sometime in in uh, with, with, the, uh, with, with the Rams uh, the, the city of which uh, is the show me state uh, <laughs> with St. Louis and so and the safety. That's what I love about this man of safety, because ain't nothing safe about playing safety at all. Don't go back there if you ain't got that heart. So uh, Kwame's got much heart. So when I talk about greatness and I talk about a player like LeBron James and the fact that LeBron was having problems with his free throw shooting and he was humble enough, Kwame, to, to reach out to Ray Allen to ask for some suggestions of what he might do, knowing that Ray is a great free throw shooter. I mean, I mean, to me, humility, that's part of being great. It's the ability to acknowledge that you're not the best. This is a teammate. And he's going over to ask Ray for some help. And then he put to use what the information, Ray, what, what did that say to you about LeBron's character and him as a player, you know, a great player? Does that say speak to you in any way at all? It, it does. And first things foremost, um, 
thanks for always having me on the show anytime I listen to the show good show um but when I when I met you when I first met you and I get to LeBron it was um you came in there with a purpose and when I, we we talked with the purpose we talked with the plan uh you had a passion so when I when I heard you was doing a voice America when you approached me about voice America I'm like that guy has a vision he has a vision of taking something and taking it somewhere else but not somewhere else where it's lost in the shuffle but somewhere where it's relevant so no, I appreciate that, and I've been on the show ever since. I enjoy leaving my house every Tuesday, coming to do the show in the studio. There's, no, there's nothing like it. I mean, you could do the show anywhere, but when you get a chance to come in the studio and be a part of, you know, what your vision is here at Voice America Sport, uh, and, and then mostly the athletic department of it, um, greatly appreciate that and your vision. When you talk about vision and being great, you look at LeBron James and what he's done. Uh, the great guys are not not afraid or have a problem with conceding to another guy who they think they have something that I would love to have in my game. You don't have everything in your game, even though you're a great guy, you don't have everything yet. But LeBron could concede to a, a Ray Allen, who's a pure shooter, who's most most pure shooter the game has ever seen in the NBA sport. When I can bring that guy to it and talk to him, that is a benefit to what I want to do as far as my vision, your vision of Voice America, my vision of the NBA being the greatest. I know we talk about Michael Jordan and the guys who came before Michael Jordan, but you cannot look at LeBron and say, arguably, he could be the number one guy ever played this game. But he's he's willing to concede to other guys who are great. Uh, he's a, he don't have that ego where you bring that ego in and say, I, I don't need you. I'm LeBron James. You know, it's interesting you say that, Kwame, because I want to ask you this. Because, I mean, I, 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 I know of Michael. I've never really spent time with Michael. But I, let, let's just say two guys who now were fans of the game. Mm-hmm. Ben Professor, but we're fans of the game. Knowing what we know about Michael as a fan, watching him from afar, if could you see Michael doing that? Even if there was some talent that somebody else on the team had, and, and Michael knew that they were a little bit better than he was at no. that, could you see Michael humbling himself and asking? I don't see Michael doing that. I really I, I don't. I don't see Michael doing No, to answer your question, no. But I don't <laughs> see Michael doing it. Michael, and see, we talk about LeBron uh, at some point possibly in an argument or a conversation overtaking who Michael Jordan is. Uh, but Michael Jordan, I don't know who he went to go do that. When you talk about great athletes and great players conceding and going somewhere else, well, I'm not a fan of the sport. I'm not a fan of a lot of these guys. I'm a fan of the Kobe Bryant. I'm not a fan of the Lakers. Kobe Bryant went to Akeem Olajuwon to learn how to uh, work on a post game, a short game. So if I want to be great, and I know Father Time's going to catch up to me. i got to be able to do something else in that game if I want to stay in that game. But you can't play the game without a passion and a desire. you got to have a will and a want to, or you just there to be there. When you want to be great, all those things you search for around the league. What's around me? What guy has those things around me uh, that I can feed off, that I can get off? And I will not be afraid to tell the world, well, I got this from Ray Allen. We had this conversation. This changed my game. I don't see Michael Jordan doing that. Yeah, and, it, and it's not that. It, it could possibly be. That when Michael was playing, perhaps maybe there was not another teammate or somebody in the league that Michael felt had a talent or a skill set that was equivalent or better than him. So he wouldn't turn to anybody. Right. And when you say that, I say, here's what made Michael Jordan Michael Jordan. Uh, first year, I think he broke his leg. Um, first or second year, he broke his leg. He came back. Before Michael Jordan could be Michael Jordan, he had to get over the toughness of the Detroit Pistons beating him up. Oh, so yeah. it wasn't a one guy uh, where maybe he can win to. And I'm not sure of this. Was there a guy in his professional career that he can go to and get advice from as far as fix my game, work on this game? But uh, we did see Michael Jordan transcend, transcend from who he was to having a 12 to 15 for the jump shot. 
okay, the Detroit Pistons, in my opinion, made Michael Jordan a tough guy and competitive guy, allow him to go to even play in New York and, and do the same thing with a, um, a what's the guy in the New York, the tall Patrick Ewing. Patrick Ewing, I couldn't think of him, too many concussions. Well, made a guy like that um, play at a high level. You you were able to go into Madison Square Garden and play a competitive game of basketball. But I, I credit the Detroit Pistons to a Michael Jordan's uh, turnaround after having a broken leg. Yeah, and, and there's no doubt about it. I, I, I agree with that, you know, everything you just said, Kwame, but I would also love to hear, I don't think Michael has really ever given the Detroit Pistons as much credit as they do because you're right. I think if nothing else, something he learned, he didn't ask for them to teach him, but something he learned, I believe, from the entire Detroit Pistons team was a, a, an addition to his game of toughness because Michael had a very uh, Michael was eloquent in everything he did but Michael became very mean very nasty <laughs> in his game later after he was subjected to the physical play that he received when he went up against those bad boys at Detroit listen we, we've got a coach who's going to join us who's coaching the young fellas and and that's one thing I, I want to talk about the brain LeBron and then I want to bring coach in after this break is because sometimes you can get that extra advice that you need from a player, but you're going to always get it from a coach. But the most important coaches you can have are the ones that you start off with in high school. So when we come back, my good friend, Coach Mike Carson, is going to join us. Mike is down in Atlanta, Georgia, with Georgia Prep Sports Academy. You listen to Rail Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. Yeah, I got another safety. Don't even try to come through here. Kwame will take your head off. <laughs> we'll be right back. Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely despise her, especially one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to Win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. 
we're back. You hear that music, you know the show. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm at Phoenix, living like it matters. Got my man Kwame Lasseter in the studio with me. Kwame, of course, uh, you know, outstanding, outstanding safety here for the Arizona Cardinals. And uh, now has since retired in here uh, in the area with his lovely wife and family. And uh, does his show here with us uh, every Tuesday, uh, 9 o'clock Pacific time. Kwame Lasseter Sports. Got a couple people to join him, too. You got a nice little segment you got going on there, too. Uh, what, what's uh, the- We have uh, Deborah Debris, Down and Dirty with Deborah segment. That's usually the third segment. We have Alex Clancy. I know Clancy's something down and dirty, man. Y'all yeah. was just, you know. <laughs> but, but y'all, it's a great show. We have fun. And so, yeah, be sure to listen to Kwame's show. And, uh, you know, I always tune in and... Uh, very entertaining, always bringing some information, you know, very relevant information is going on. Uh, and so be sure that, that, that you listen. Uh, of course, Kwame and I, before we went to break, we talk about greatness. You know, that's something that he and I certainly uh, have always uh, tried to uh, aspire to be in whatever we do in life. We want to be the best you possibly can. And, and, and right now, King James is doing the best he possibly can uh, to improve his skill set on, uh, on the basketball court. And, and what I wanted to do is I wanted to talk about how it starts. And one thing that's very interesting to segue into into what we're about to talk about now is is high school and and that's of course uh, LeBron back there in Akron, Ohio, trying to get him come down the road a little bit further down, uh, <laughs> you know, down south there, come to Canton instead of going up there in, in, in Akron, but uh, tried to go him down even further south, uh, down into Columbus to attend the Ohio State University, but he didn't because he was good enough to go from high school to uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers, but but certainly. Uh, what LeBron asked of Ray Allen before he had a chance to ask his NBA coaches, he asked his high school coaches. And so in my mind, because sometimes it's, it starts in Pop Warner, some of your early coaches, but certainly in, in high school is where the foundation is, is really starts at. And today with us, uh, Coach Mike Carson, who is the head coach of the Georgia Prep Sports Academy, uh, is, is going to share some of that information. I think many times it's important for us to, uh, to hear from high school coaches and understand uh, where it all starts at because it, it starts in high school. Uh, these kids that we watch on, on the TV every day, and I can say kids are 54 years old, uh, it all starts in high school. And there are certain attributes they need to have, uh, certain talents, certain skill sets, uh, but sometimes uh, they don't all have it. And if they don't, uh, the coach is going to have a tough time, but if they got great talent and they got great skills and, and they're hard workers and a few other things, uh, the coach can put a successful team on, on, on the football field. And uh, we, we got somebody who's been a high school All-American himself uh, who also uh, attended Alabama State University uh, but is now the coach at Georgia Prep Sports Academy and ready to take on that challenge. Coach, how you doing? I'm doing great, Ray. How are you doing today? Well, I'm, I'm doing wonderful. Coach, Coach, you've you got a new challenge in life. You know, I know you and I are similar to the same age. Uh, what was it that uh, that you decided that, you know, I want to take on this challenge. I'm, I'm going to open up uh, this this new school. I'm going to work with this new school. Uh, we're going to build a new program. I'm going to start a new tradition. Uh, but I want this challenge in life. What, what was it that made you decide to do that, Coach? Well, Ray, we got so many kids here, man, in the southeast of the United States that are graduating from high school uh, that are pretty decent athletes, you know, would have signed with colleges uh, had they had the test scores coming out of high school. And uh, a lot of these kids uh, got academic challenges and, and really not getting the opportunity to move on to higher education. And, you know, I saw a need for it. And, um 
you know, and, and, and basically what this is going to allow me to do, you know, is continue to impact kids' lives and hopefully get them to, to that platform um, that they're trying to get to, and that's a college education. And, Coach, it's interesting that, that, that you say that because, you know, you're obviously talking about Atlanta, you're talking about Urban, you talk about a lot of, of, of black young men that have been, a, you know, I'm not saying they're a threat to society, but society has been a threat to them. What, what are some of the issues that you feel has been the, the, the main problem with, uh, with the young men and, uh, and a, a lack of success because of what reasons? Well, basically, I mean, I think the number one issue is these guys are growing up in the household where there's, there's no father figures in the household. There's no male uh, figure that they can relate to. And, and, you know, they're just not, you know, being as focused as they need to be. Um, you know, the kids today are, are basically growing up single-parent homes, uh, grandmothers, uh, aunties, and that type of thing, raising them. And, and there's really no male impact unless they're in school and being involved in athletics uh, to where they have that father figure within their coach. Um, but I think the biggest thing is, is is the lack of a male in their house. Talk to me about sports, Coach. What does football do for a young man to help develop him a, a, as a person? Well, I think it does a lot, man. I mean, football actually it teaches him about life, period. Uh, you, you look at all the different uh, things that you go to in ter- through in terms of being a part of that team, you know, that uh, a part of a program to where you got teammates and, 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 and camaraderie and, and, and basically you guys working together for one common goal, and that's to win a championship, you know, and, and, and it actually prepares them for life, um, you know, in terms of dealing with the different adversities that you face, you know, on the field, you're able to, to overcome that, uh, you know, in-game, in-game type situations, and, and then as it equates to life, going through different challenges within your life. Uh, hopefully that camaraderie that you have built up on that football field is going to teach you some lesson. It's going to teach you how to persevere and continue uh, and to go hard all the time and to work hard and try to get through, you know, life in itself. You know, it's interesting. That's interesting that you say that, Coach, because uh, many times I I draw a parallel between life experiences and something that happens on the football field, whether it be, you know, you're on the sideline and you're talking in the huddle. And and next thing you know, it's a turnover. And these guys were, were focused on listening to you. And, and in the midstream of, of your words, it's a turnover, and they got to go deal with, with some adversity on the football field. And so you're saying that's the kind of thing that you do as well as you, you know, a turnover on the football field, you compare that to something else in life that's a, an adverse situation, and you got to make the best out of it. Exactly. And do you find. Gives you so many situations uh, in the course of a game to where you got to overcome you know, challenges of that game. And, um, you know, I mean, and, and in life it's the same thing. You know, if you take what you get from the field into life situations, if you take the mentality, you know, uh, to to go out there and work hard and, and to don't quit, don't give up, and, and, and to, you know, persevere all the time, then chances are you're going to be successful you know, in life, because you know how to 
to to basically work through adversity. And you know, and I give you a prime example. Uh, you know, two years ago, uh, we went into our tenth game undefeated, nine and zero, and was playing Stevenson High School, who was also undefeated, nine and zero. And we jump out there to a twelve nothing lead, and you know, right before the half, it's thirty six to twelve. Mm. You know, our guys could have easily quit and gave up in that game. But we had a break in it to where, you know, they got a little greedy and tried to, you know, go up uh, 42 owners. And we intercepted the ball, returned it with about 17 seconds left to go before the end of the half to score. And it changed the whole outcome of the game, mm. you know. And we ended up winning that game 50-49. to 49. Wow. You know, but those guys could have quit. You know, in that game, and, you know, Stevenson could have actually won, but they didn't quit. They rallied together as one collective unit and, and made some things happen, you know, and they didn't give up. Hey, you know, Coach, so that, that... Life in itself is, you know, if you take the mindset that, you know, you're not going to ever quit, you're not going to give up until you get to where you're trying to go in life, you know, then you're more apt to be more successful and hungry about reaching your goals. Now, that's a that's an ex- excellent opportunity for you to share some information with people of how, you know, you look at football, and, and some people look at football as just a game, but, but a coach always uh, finds a lesson in every football game that he has, and I, I certainly appreciate you sharing that information with us. Uh, let me ask you, Coach, this, this uh, Georgia Prep Sports Academy, uh, talk to us a little bit about that and 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 how you see this 2013 season looking as you uh, approach it coming up here soon. Well, I mean Georgia Prep Sports Academy. We're basically a one semester uh, prep program, PG program, similar to the Hargraves, the Fort Union uh, out of Virginia. You always hear about those type of programs as being PG programs where you got you know major Division One players attending their programs. And, and basically, you know, using that as a platform to get on to a college roster. And it's no different here at Georgia Prep. Um, you know, we're basically trying to come on the scene as being the premier uh, prep program here in the southeastern United States. And, uh, uh, you know, it's just a great opportunity for these kids to basically have a platform to where they can come into uh, and focus on whatever academic deficiencies they may have, uh, whether it be uh, test scores or whether it be their core GPA. Um, you know, we're providing an outlet for those type of kids to come into, get their academic deficiencies addressed, focus on playing another year for football for one semester, and basically entering college mid-year in January uh, on scholarship dollars. Uh, so our whole purpose and whole objective is to get these kids, you know, from where they are and get them s- strong where they are weak and hopefully get them scholarship dollars in January. And, you know, this upcoming fall is the inaugural season, and we got 12 games scheduled. And so we're expecting, you know, an exciting time here in the state of Georgia for Georgia Prep uh, Sports Academy in the fall. Uh, right now, we got 52 kids that are committed to us, and I mean, we got kids as far away as Alaska that's going to be a part of this uh, inaugural season. And uh, 
you know, we're just excited about it and looking forward to it, man, and think it's going to be a, you know, a, a, a big-time uh, uh, situation here to assist these student-athletes, um, you know, that's coming out of high school and still don't have what they need, you know, to get on onto a college roster. Coach, Coach, this is Kwame. Uh, I'm from Virginia, so I'm familiar with the Fork Unions, and I, and I commend you on everything you're doing, and, and I think that was a a huge program in, in itself because when I came out of college, I mean, when I came out of high school, uh, I had no one to tell me about a Fork Union Academy. All I heard about was junior college and those things of sort. But when I listened to you talk, I could talk about how good I was, but to be great, you need people in your lives like those kids and those students and those athletes need people in their lives like yourself. I had a Tommy Reeman, Tommy Reeman, who did the same thing, and he's still doing it in the state of Virginia, uh, where I'm from, in the Newport News area, the Tidewater area. Uh, so I definitely, definitely commend you on everything you're doing, and I hope it, because it sounds, when I hear you talk, it's all for the right reasons. So if a kid has a coach, that's doing it for the right reason, that kid has a chance. I don't take anything away from what you have at home, your parents, but you got a coach with passion, then you're going to have a, a, somebody you can always call on, somebody you can always count on. So definitely what you're doing, uh, I, I have to commend you on that. And you made a comment about football and what it does to you. You had some guys go down, you know, 12 to 36, going and a half. That teach them some uh, – that teach them some uh, perseverance. What we gonna do from here? Okay, the situation is what it is, but what we gonna do from here? Football, in my opinion, exposed everything about you. Everything. I don't think all sports do that. If you're a coward in football, it, it's gonna show you a coward. If you're a baller, it shows that you're a baller. If you got some heart or you got some leadership or or vice versa, it shows that there's nowhere to hide in the game of football. So, uh, a coach or you know a, a father figure or disciplinary. It's huge when you have kids that you can see those things in and then take them to where they want to be. That's why I believe in goals, whether they're small goals that work themselves to big goals, and you have a coach who understands everybody's goal on the team. It's just not, I'm the coach and I want to win games for me. I think what right. you're doing, I'm reading all the things you do, and uh, you teach these guys life lessons, life skills. If you never play another down of football, I believe that you have them ready to uh, go into life. And Fork Union, a place like that, and a place like the Georgia Prep Sports Academy, that is huge because you're giving a kid another chance to still play four years of university football without losing uh, eligibility by going to this prep academy. Hey, coach, exactly. I just, uh, coach, I want to jump in. What Kwame just said there, uh, that's something uh, that I like for you to explain to people. And D, yeah, we're going we're gonna to skip this break. It's too good right here. We can't cut out right now. <laughs> so, but I want you guys to educate me because I'm not really familiar with, with the prep academies. Uh, across the country and, and how that affects, you know, your eligibility. So there's some parents out there, perhaps, that may be listening to the show, may have kids who might need to, to take this option as opposed to another option, but not, not be aware of the fact that these type of options exist. So, Coach, if you and, and Kwame and could they, explain to us and, and, how that works. Yeah, and they, and they really don't, Ray. It's, it's really a lack of having knowledge about the prep school programs altogether. And, you know, when when you, you talk with parents, you know, they immediately talk about JUCOs because that's all they've heard about. That's all they know. Um, that's all they did research about, you know. But there are prep schools, particularly most prep schools are very prominent in the New England state, number one. And, you know, so they all up north. And uh, so really anybody down south, you know, Unless you really investigate a prep school situation, you don't know anything about a prep school. 
and and the biggest part or uh, advantage for kids that's coming out of high school and going into a prep school setting is his eligibility. Uh, because, you know, he doesn't lose any eligibility within a prep school setting, you know, to whereas if you go to a JUCO, you're automatically there two years and you have to graduate to where you just didn't have a test score coming out of high school. So now you've given up two years of eligibility if you commit yourselves to a JUCO uh, by not really understanding a prep school situation or, or, or at least trying to obtain knowledge about a prep school situation. And, uh, and, 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 you know, Hargraves and Fort Union, you know, those are the mainstay prep programs uh, over the past decade. And, uh, you know, and a lot of the major universities, you know, basically place their top-tier uh, Division One prospects into those prep schools if they run into a problem just so that they can get them out of there mid-year and have them on their campus in January. Well, that's coach. And, and, and basically, you know, that's what we're trying to do here in the southeastern United States is expose these kids to a prep school situation to where they don't have to go all the way out to California to a JUCO in order to to get what they need to get academically, you know, to qualify them for a Division One or 1AA roster. You know, they can basically come through this prep program get what they need academically in one semester, still be afforded an opportunity to compete on the field. So they are not only getting what they need in the classroom, they're actually getting another year to develop on the football field in terms of transitioning into a Division One or 1AA institution in January. Yeah, you I'll, know, I'll tell you this, Coach. It's all about, you know, really uh, parents becoming more educated about the recruiting process altogether, and that's de- know, that's and definitely I- what it is. It's the it's the awareness to the parents because everyone else around you will tell you uh, that JUCO is the way to go. I, as as a guy who went to JUCO, uh, but not for great uh, books reasons, um, but there's some great JUCOs out there. But when you get a class, a kid is not always meant to go straight into college, but when you got a uh, Georgia Prep Sports Academy that you can go to and learn the college ways, still play competitive football, because a lot of guys come out of uh, uh, prep schools that went on to have successful careers, but you have to learn a whole lot of things. You have to learn the college the the uh, college program. You have to learn how to be more disciplined, uh, and you go there for whatever reason you're there for, uh, and you got somebody like Coach uh, directing these guys there first. You don't want to lose eligibility for any other reason than uh, not knowing. When you got some kids that know and the parents that know, I would have have rather went to a prep school first and and then have my four years of eligibility at a certain school, at one school. I end up at the University of Kansas, which which everything worked out for me. But if there are not enough people like you around uh, to direct not only the kids but the parents, then there's going to be a situation where you – I'm not saying losing two years of eligibility because you do get uh, credits towards the school, the next school you go into, you do get an associate degree and, and, and so forth, but it would be great to be at that one program where you can uh, become who you're supposed to be in life. If anybody would like to call us, of course, you can reach us at 888-346-9144. Again, uh, that number is 888-346-9144. We have on the line with us Coach Mike Carson, who is the head coach of Georgia Prep uh, Sports Academy, and, of course, uh, my good friend uh, Kwame Lasseter, who is, of course, uh, uh, the host of Kwame Lasseter Sports. 
Uh, hey, Coach, let me let me just ask you this. Uh, a season is coming up. I heard you mention something about a semester. Uh, the experience at the university, how long does an individual enroll in, in the academy, and uh, how many years uh, or semesters or quarter does he spend there before uh, he has to move on? Well, we're, it's basically a one-semester deal for us, Ray, and, and basically we, we're targeting a, 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 a special population uh, of kids to where kids that come into our program, you basically can come in on the three different areas. Uh, one being that you are a kid that's qualified out of high school, uh, meaning you got the GPA, you got the test score, but you may have gotten hurt during your senior year and didn't get the exposure that you needed to get because of that injury. And... Uh, um, so, therefore, you come in basically for exposure purposes only, uh, to come in and play and, 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 and hopefully get an athletic scholarship or develop a little more to where you can put yourself in a position to get that athletic scholarship. And then you have the kids that basically have a GPA issue, uh, you know, coming out of high school to where he didn't have the, uh, the core GPA that he needed, so he can come into our program and basically focus on lifting his core GPA through National High School, who's our academic partner, and uh, um, get what he needs in terms of looking at his transcript and evaluating it and determining what core class he might can take over within our program. Um, and then you're going to have that kid that's a test score issue. Kid cannot pass the ACT or SCT um, get the minimum requirement to get into an NC2A Division One or 1AA institution. Um, so basically, a kid can come into our program, one, that's academically qualified but need exposure, uh, two, doesn't have a G the core GPA requirement that he needs to move on, and three, don't have the test scores. Uh, so basically what we try to do is to Put those kids in a situation, one, where they, if he's qualified, he can take academic college courses through our program so that he can leave and have at least, you know, the basics out of the way up to six to nine credits, okay? Uh, two, to where he can come in and focus strictly on the GPA issue where he can take courses through National High School and then the, the guy that needs the test score we're basically coming in and taking the Kaplan course, ACT course, twice a day, five days a week, you know, to where we're teaching him how to take that test, how to understand that test, you know, how to study for that test, you know, giving him practice tests, you know, within this one semester leading up to the actual test to where we're hoping that between August and January he would have made the qualifying test score in order to move on to an NC2A roster. Hey, Coach, let me just ask you something. I mean, you, you've been identified as the architect and builder of the Georgia Prep uh, Sports Academy uh, as their head football coach. Uh, I mean, your background, man, you've done an outstanding job over the past two years at MLK, uh, of which you were previously at, of course, you know, a combined record of 20 and 5 with, with two regional championships, uh, Coach of the Year awards. A winner, a proven winner. This obviously, uh, this new task that you've taken on, uh, how important is winning going to be for you, particularly when you come from a background where you have years working with young men and develop their talent where you can, you know, 
create that culture where everybody expects us to win. You're only going to have months working with these young men. Can you really develop a winning tradition and only working with kids with months and maybe a year at the most, or are they able to stay there longer? But, but how important is winning to your program for you? Well, Ray, winning is always important. But winning for me within this program is having that kid to report to us in August and be able to place that kid in January meaning that we have taken care of what we needed to take care of inside the classroom that's going to give that kid an opportunity to leave our program and move on to an NC2A program. To me, that is winning, you know, as it relates to, you know, winning within this program because that's our primary objective is to have a kid come into our program and we be able to place that kid onto a collegiate roster. Hey, Coach, I'm going to tell you what I set you up there. But I'm going to tell you what, it's almost like I gave you the answer because that's exactly what I was hoping to hear uh, from you in terms of what winning was all about because it's, it's really going to be extremely hard for you to make these some of the greatest football players that they possibly could be only having such a short period of time. But the fact that you are able to prepare them to move them on where you did a later foundation and somebody can build from there. Hey, we've got to take exactly. a break. We, we've been on for quite some time, been enjoying this, but we do have to take a break. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. Coach Mike Carson, Georgia Prep Sports Academy, is going to come back with me. Oh, yeah. I got safety in, in the house with me. Kwame Laster. Kwame's coming back for the end as well. We'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely despise or especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine-horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to Win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com may not know all their names, but you certainly know what they did. They helped make this game into what it is today. Now we can do more to help them. The NFL Alumni Association is proud to assist our retired players to help make their lives better today and tomorrow. To learn more, please visit NFLalumni.org. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. All right. 
how you hear that music? They say that fast music to last, so I can talk real fast, because the show's about to end. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. Uh, got my man out. He could play free. He could play strong. I could play free. I could play strong. But we got it covered right here in the studio. Kwame Lasseter, former safety with the Arizona Cardinals. I'm to get another show, and, uh, extra show. Man, it, you we know, it don't we take, we always <laughs> talk about it. Take a couple minutes. Don't let us get a guest well, on the show. we came in his corners, too. Yeah, hey, man, came in his corners. So we, we can make that conversion. We trying to tell Tim Tebow, hey, man, we came in at a different position. We had to play a different position. If you want to play, you love the game. Hey, play the game. Be a teammate. But unless we had, we had uh, coach. We had a, a caller before, uh, Mr. Brown, that had called in. I, I don't know if Mr. Brown from the TV show, but uh, you know, because he's just down there in Atlanta. But but Mr. Brown is back, and, and I think Mr. Brown had a question or a comment uh, for you, Coach. Mr. Brown, go right ahead. Yeah, I want to know what it takes for my son to get to Georgia Prep. From high school. That's that's a good question there. Uh, Coach, you want to ask uh, him a few questions or give him some information about his son attending uh, Georgia Prep Sports Academy? Yes, sir. Uh, first of all, Mr. Brown, um, you, you can actually you can come down and visit our campus if you like. We're located downtown Atlanta at 444 Holland Avenue. Uh, that's on the Atlanta Medical Center campus. We're in the former Georgia, Georgia. Baptist Nursing College building. They're on that campus at the corner of Boulevard and Highland Avenue. You can also go to our website, which is georgiaprepsportsacademy.org. Okay. Uh, by, the, by the way, let me ask you a question, uh, Mr. Brown. What, what grade is your son? Is, is he a high school student, or has he been yeah, out of school? He's a senior. He's a senior this year. Okay. But what high but school is he at? Not, you know, mommy, his grade is not up to par. Okay. And what school what is he attending? Excuse me? Yeah, what high school is he graduating from? He's graduating from Miami Carey City Senior High School. Okay, okay. Okay. Mind if yeah, I, I just want to... I mean, that would be the st- first step, you know, just go on our website and, uh, you know, go through the admission tab and go ahead and, and, and have him apply to our program and... You know, get us a copy of his transcript, and, and of course we can go from there. Okay, and what what is, what what would be the you know him coming there? What would be the benefits of him coming there and actually um getting to a Division One school? All right, all right. You know, the I, I, thing I, is, we we can't guarantee you know anything in terms of him being able to get to a Division One school. But what we can do is is if he come into our program. You know, he will definitely get what he needs from an academic standpoint. Um, you know, we can assure that uh, because, I mean, the, 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 the program in itself will be uh, rigorous in terms of his, you know, his time, in terms of us managing his time, teaching him how to manage his time, and, and basically progress through our program. Uh, and then at the end of it, you know, we hope to get in place with an NC2A institution. Um, you know, and we think he'll be better suited, you know, coming into our program because of the structure that we, we will provide for him, uh, you know, as it relates to, uh, you know, his schedule during the course of the day. And when you look at these high school kids, you know, most of these high school kids that are graduating right now, basically their issue has to deal with time management. You know, they don't know how to manage their time on the high school level. So, therefore, they get themselves in a situation to where, um, you know, they're not apply- applying themselves to, you know, their academics there 
and they're trying to juggle it around, and then they're falling behind in this class and that class, and and before you know it, they have dug themselves a hole that is too deep, steep for them to climb out of it. And you know, and that's why most of them end up as a seniors, you know, really lacking uh, academically because really we didn't take care of business along the way. And and at some point, you know, we got to make these young people, particularly our young African males. Uh, really understand the importance of a high school education. Coach, and, uh, coach, yeah. coach. Somebody got the uh, door open or something. But coach, let me say this: uh, as, as a guy who went to a JUCO, I, I tell you the benefits of it um, coming from me. If you, um, I, I look at it as a great. Hey, Mr. Brown, I think you got some device on, or maybe your computer's on, or something. But Kwame, go ahead. I look at it as a great second chance opportunity to go to an NCAA school, uh, and I look at JUCO as a, a great second chance of doing that because going to a prep school, uh, if you can get in, that kid has to. It's a reason why he or she is not being, uh, he is not being highly recruited, or or maybe there's an injury in a matter. Maybe it's a school, maybe it's grades, or, or those things. But when you get to a chance to go to a prep school, also not only the, the parents, but the kid has to come in there with a mindset that I can't let this opportunity slip by again. What I did in high school, I cannot let this opportunity slip by. I have to come in there with the right mentality, the right attitude, and buckle down and get this done. Or you can go to JUCO, um, which I don't recommend at all. And I came from a JUCO, and I went to one of the best JUCOs uh, in Butler County. But if I had to do it all over again, a prep school would have been my option because I have four years to stay at one program, one NCAA program, and get things done I want to do. If I never play football again, I have a disciplinary um, and, and coach and, and coach um, Mike Carson. I have a guy I can always call. I have uh, life skills I can always attain to. And now I'm on the right track of doing some other things because it takes one play, but you never play the game again. But I can always learn. I can always work. So the kid, in my opinion, Coach, and if you can chime in on this, you have to have a change of mindset and have an open mind on what you're about to get into when you come to this prep school, if you can get into it. Exactly. And, and that's okay. what it is. And, and, and the thing is, guys, you know, I think, and I think you guys, you know, touched on this thing a little earlier in your conversation about uh, LeBron James and, you know, Michael Jordan, mm-hmm. them type of guys. And, 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 and really, when you look at guys that, that are great, athletically or, or that are great peers, they have that passion, that desire, that determination to want to succeed and be the best that they can possibly be. And and these kids got to develop that same type of mindset in terms of getting this second opportunity. And, Coach, I, I just want to say this. You know, there are players like myself and Kwame who are former ball players. And, and, you, and when you talk about greatness and you talk about passion – the demands of a coach is so much today in terms of the obligations that are put on them by these Division One schools in order to win. As a matter of fact, Kwame and I just shared a document where across the United States of America at public institutions that are receiving government funds, football and basketball coaches are the highest paid individuals in probably 95% of our states. And I say that to say that there are some people out there that will help and assist in a positive way to, in the development of that individual and that person. And, and that's what I think is also needed, too, is that the coaches need some reinforcement from family members and, and friends and, and those people that are looking out for what's best 
for that player. And it sounds like Mr. Brown, who called in a little bit earlier, and, and he's probably gone, but I just wanted to let him know. Is yeah, I, I appreciate the fact that you are making this call and trying to find a solution for, for your son and find a situation that is the right situation for him. And it certainly sounds like if he meets the criteria that's necessary to be a part of the academy, that Coach Carson is willing to, to give him a chance. Hey, Coach, before we go, I, I want to make sure that you give all your information out so those people out there that are listening will know how to contact you, will know the criteria that's necessary for those who are uh, interested in attending the academy, uh, to know if you've got some additional challenges ahead of you in order to make sure that the season gets off right. And then, of course, I'm going to let Kwame have the last word. So I'm going to give you about a minute there, Coach, to go ahead and get all that out. Okay. Well, basically, you can contact me. My cell phone is uh, 678-663-7514, or you can email me at carsoncarson11 at gmail.com. And, you know, if you want to help and support our program financially, uh, you can actually log on to our website and go on our donation page and just donate now. We have several different levels out there. We also have a fundraising campaign going on right now through uh, crowdfunding. Uh, you can log on to that website at socialgravity.com backslash donor hub backslash page backslash Georgia Prep Sports Academy. Um, but, you know, we're, we're, we're a brand-new program, and we need all the support that we can possibly get. And anytime you start a new program, there's always – funding challenges so you know whatever you guys can help us with you know we we're certainly grateful for that and and again you know i'm I'm from the mindset that it takes an entire village to raise a child and we got a lot of children out here in the society that's headed down the wrong path that need our help need our guidance so whatever you can do in terms of making a contribution to georgia prep sports academy it would be greatly appreciated no, I, you know, I, to add on to that, I'll I just say, just keep doing what you're doing, and I, and I believe funding is hugely uh, needed in a situation like this because it gives uh, kids another opportunity, and it gives kids uh, surrounded with uh, adults and, and father figures and, and educators who are there for the right reason because so many schools are getting money around the country that are not getting it done for the kids. And when you got an opportunity like uh, Georgia Prep and what Mike and Coach Mike Carson is doing over there, it, it's hugely, and donations play a big part in that um, because you got the right people in place. Hey, Coach, I just wanted to also, man, I want you to give a shout-out. I know there's a couple of fellas that have left your uh – uh, your tutelage and going on to some colleges and universities. So just let those folks out there. I know you're being humble, but just let's talk about a couple guys. We got about 30 seconds that have gone on, and you're proud of them, and they're proud of you and your relationships over 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 the 17, 20 years that you've been coaching. Well, I tell you, man, I'm I'm, I'm very proud of uh, you know Kieran Fox, who who's actually on the the Houston Texans roster, uh, who played for him at Westlake High School out of Georgia Tech. Uh, Adam Pacman Jones, who's a cornerback for the Cincinnati Bengals, uh, played with me at Westlake. And, uh, you know, I got a kid that just, uh, signed as a free agent with the Chiefs, Aaron Hawkins. Uh, very proud of him. We're going to follow all those kids MLK. coming up. Hey, and, coach, uh, you got to hurry up, man. You got too many coaches. The show is over. Yeah. We got, we're going to have to go. We're going to pick that up the next time you listen to Rail Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. 
Coach Mike Carson, Georgia Prep Academy, and Kwame Lasseter, host of Kwame Lasseter Sports on Voice America Network. I'll see you next time, which will be the best time. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.